0: We have a lot of videos of the podcast and various other tutorials on YouTube. You can subscribe to our channel at mixingmusicpodcast.com/youtube. Happy mixing and enjoy the show.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation
2: Hey, what up? It's DK.
0: So before we get started, I wanted to make a quick update and a brief apology here. So in this episode that you're about to hear, I talk about how there's new exclusive content for subscribers. So if you pay a $4 monthly subscription, you automatically get access to two new episodes a week. So instead of just Tuesday mornings, now you get episodes on Wednesdays and Thursdays for just $4 a month. I made a mistake and I said that you can, if all you have to do is go to the website, subscribe, and then it'll automatically show up on your Spotify account. Okay, so the way this works with the exclusive content, if you want to get access to it, you have to use either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or other players like Podcast Addict, Player FM, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, Downcast. Um, these subscription exclusive episodes will not automatically be added to Spotify, iHeart, and Stitcher. So that's super unfortunate. Hopefully that changes. And as we get more and more subscribers on YouTube, I will add a join link on YouTube, so that way anybody that's joined on the podcast on YouTube will also get exclusive access to that. All right. so here's the deal. The way that you do this is if you have Google Podcasts or iTunes or Apple Podcasts, all you have to do is subscribe, and i will walk you through the steps. Otherwise, if you use any of the other players or want to choose any of the other players, then all you have to do is copy and paste an RSS feed that they'll give you. That exclusive RSS feed will unlock all of the episodes. If there's any questions about that, feel free to DM me on Instagram at DKMixes, D-E-E-K-E-I Mixes. But other than that, please enjoy the rest of the episode. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and unfortunately, Lou is not with me today, but I have a very special guest with me. His name is Braden Flint from Flint Mastering. Everybody say hello and give a warm welcome to Braden. Hey, what up, what up? How's it going, DK? What up, Braden? Thank you so much for joining us today. The reason why we're doing an episode with Brayden, this is not your average guest. And the reason why is because if you haven't heard... We are now doing three episodes a week instead of one episode a week. Here's how this works. Here's how this works. So, once a week, Lou and I will do a regular podcast. The way it's always been, the way it's always going to be. Your classic once a week, Tuesday mornings at 6 a.m. podcast episode. But, on uh, Wednesday and Thursday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern Time... Braden is in charge of releasing short five to 20 minute episodes for you um, that are more technical focus. So, Braden, do you want to explain a little bit about um, the idea and the approach with these episodes?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So, pretty much uh, the idea, I guess, is um, what we can call affectionately micro-content <laughs> to plug ourselves into your lives more and more each week uh, and to help you guys with uh, kind of more technical issues that you might be facing with mixes. So I know that with the podcast normally, DK and Lou like to focus on a little more philosophy, a little more philosophical side of mixing, things like that, also delving into the technical as well. Um, But with this specifically, there will be philosophy, don't worry, but it'll be a little more focused on technical aspects of recording, production, mixing, mastering, and we're gonna do that by using clips from famous engineers, famous producers, uh, uh, famous mixers, famous mastering engineers, That will tell us some of their tricks, some of the things they do, share their philosophies, and then in turn, uh, sometimes it'll be me just discussing it, and then other times me and DK are going to have a conversation about it. So it's super exciting. It's super fun. It's pretty laid back. Me and DK have a pretty good time, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it, honestly. So.
0: And I think it's a really good episode and series because, it's first off, I've had so many people request about more technical episodes. How to do this, blah, 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 just really, really more technical, specific things. I want to be able to cater that to you. But there's only so much that I myself can do, and this show will get boring if it's only myself. So in order to diversify and have many different opinions and standpoints, what what I've asked Brayden to do is he takes clips from videos like Mix with the Masters or Waves or... Produce Like a Pro or whatever other YouTube videos there are or other podcasts, various genres of of uh, content, and he cuts small little couple minute long clips of audio from each of these videos and then dives into the... It, that's based around technical things. So like Young Guru will talk about phase, for example. That was one of the episodes that's going to come out soon, and then he's going to curate that information and then talk a little bit about why that was important or how you can kind of take that away and gives you challenges at the each of every end of end of every episode so it's actually a really great useful way of finding out more about technical know-hows and understanding other engineers as well um, without spending too much time so instead of an hour long conversation about some things and philosophy and mindset, which is what's going to happen with engineers. The more advanced level engineers recognize that it's not about the tools. It's not, but but I know that you beginner and intermediate engineers and some advanced engineers still want to diver- diversify your portfolio of, and your repertoire of tools and how to do things. So that's the point of this: is to help you overcome your problems and help you to make better mixes by providing the knowledge and the tools that are used by other mixers, other engineers, so you can make better mixes yourself. I think it's super useful. Um, Brayden of course and I will share our opinions And how we do th- similar or different things And sometimes it might be a video Or an audio clip that we take And I just destroy the shit out of it Like no this is not right and here's why it's not right And maybe, maybe that's what it comes down to But I other. Regardless, it's going to be a great learning experience and a great open discussion between Braden. The reason why I've asked Brayden to hop on is not only is Braden a great speaker and a great charismatic person, um, he's a mastering engineer, and I think that he's going to be going pretty far with his career over the future, and we're good friends. I mean, honestly, that's what it is. We're good friends. And, um... And I think that he's very intelligent and he's going to be able to put together these clips really, really well. um, And he's going to be able to have insightful data. And I think there's something in it for him too. I mean, you're a mastering engineer. There's there's only so much that, you know... it's always good as a mastering engineer or, or in any sort of engineer in any capacity or producer should always be learning. So um, I'm forcing him to learn through, the, through this. So <laughs> I think it's like gonna work out for everything, everyone. Absolutely. Um, so go ahead and check this out. So how do you get access to these? These are exclusive episodes. So how do you get access to these episodes? Let me tell you right now. Okay, if you go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive, you will get to a site that you can pay $4 a month. It is $3.99, it is $4 a month, that is a cup of coffee. Uh, And for that amount of money, you can unlock every episode ever and forever as long as you're subscribed. And the cool thing about how this works is that if you're a listener on Spotify, or Apple Music, or any other podcast platform, it'll change the RSS feed just for you. So, when you enter in your data, and, and do checkout for $4 a month. You don't have to use another platform. You can list all of those episodes will unlock on your Spotify and unlock on your Apple podcast. So it'll just be right there for you. You get three episodes a week and two of them are specifically technique based, which is exactly what you do guys don't shut up about so uh, in a in the most loving way right and during these episodes you get to even learn some cool things like a new nickname that brayden has for me and uh uh which we won't get into but brayden what kind of uh things can people expect from these podcast episodes Honestly,
3: uh they can expect a lot of fun, that's for sure. Uh they can expect to hear a lot of my voice uh droning on as a typical mastering engineer would. Um <laughs> No, and I apologize, I've been a little sick, so my voice sounds a little wonky. But uh yeah, like the most important thing is we literally just get to learn from the best in the industry. Uh, and I'm not saying that about myself. Uh, I will say that about DK. Uh, I, I <laughs> but with some of these clips from the professionals, like that's what you're going to get to hear. And this way, you know, you don't have to spend hours like searching the rabbit holes of YouTube because that's what I'm going to be doing. So I'll take care of all the search work and then clipping things. And I'll make sure to let you know what clips they come from, where I found it. So you can go watch the entire thing if you want because like DK said, it'll be like a minute, two minute clips. But pretty much just like expect to hear like super awesome, insightful things from professionals who have won awards, who've been doing it for a really long time. And then you get to hear uh, what some people might consider like a more um, i guess you could say a little more accessible approach to these things with someone like me and d k where we 're not on this like super high ultra level mix engineer panel where we've won Grammys and have all these awards and people feel like they can't approach us. You know, we're just two normal dudes. DK loves shoes and keyboards. I love video games and my wife, you know, like, so. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Why did you say that as if I don't love my wife? I, I,
3: <laughs> I don't know. I'm I don't know. I'm as, soon, as soon as I said it, I was like, whoops, mistake. Um <laughs>
0: But. <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. I'm giving you a hard time. But for real though, like, it, it's, yeah. I think it's gonna be like digestible too, because people will say things, and it happens what we call like the math teacher syndrome, where like the math teacher is so good at math that they forget how to properly explain it. So when we pull up these audio clips, some of them may not make sense to especially the younger viewers. So Braden and I are gonna be breaking down the clips into very digestible pieces of knowledge so and usable so you can take home so um, we're going to play an episode right now for you to hear and you can listen to this demo um, I'm going to let you choose what episode you decide to slice in here Brayden but uh, we're going to play an episode right now so here it is roll that clip
3: All righty, what is up, my friends, and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I am your host, Brayden, and I'll be hosting this special subscriber-only content of the Mixing Music Podcast. Welcome. We want to thank you all so much for your subscription. We really, really appreciate it, and uh, we can't say thank you enough. DK is here to join us. DK wants to say thank you now.
0: Hello, my friends. <laughs>
3: DK's always got the best intros for these things. <laughs> this is his podcast and he's the special guest on it. So this is fun.
0: I'm the guest of my own show once again. <laughs> thank you so much for subscribing. Uh, awesome.
3: Cool. Yes. And thank you always to all of our subscribers. We appreciate you. We love you. And we're excited that you're here. And we are super excited today to bring you yet another episode with one of the kings of mixing, Leslie Brathwaite, multi-Grammy award-winning mixing engineer, Leslie's the man. DK got to spend some time with him and mix with the Masters in Paris. And uh, today we've got a couple clips from him. Number one, he's going to be talking about car mixes. And number two, he'll be talking about keeping the vibe of a rough mix. So let's go ahead and take a listen to what Leslie
4: has to say. Roll the tape. We always check our mixes in the car. Why not try to set my speakers up in the truck? and mix in the truck. My Focal speakers were set up in the truck and I just went ahead and hooked up my laptop, had the Apollo. It actually worked out. I actually mixed um, some hit records in the the truck. Cardi B's WAP, Jack Hollow's What's Poppin'. And this record, the Rita Ora record that we're gonna get into today, I mixed this record in the truck. Even if it's a terrible rough mix and let's say the hi-hats are blaringly loud, I know that's an element that would be missed if I now do a mix and the hi-hats are super low. For me, I try to keep the vibe of what they fell in love with, what they were vibing to. That's kind of my approach.
3: All righty. So first off, Leslie told us something really interesting. He said, we always check our mixes in the car. So I figured, why not do a mix in the car? DK, thoughts on this?
0: <laughs> yeah. So I remember when he posted about this, right? And the the cool thing about Leslie and the reason why I love him so much and I look up to him so much as like a, an amazing mentor is because His mindset about, like, he's all about don't overthink it. Just try things. Now, I don't think the car is the best acoustic environment. And I'm sure that there's, like, some elements where he just needed some place that he can keep mixing at night. Like, for example, I know that he doesn't allow, like, his children, his younger children, to listen to, like, his swear words. So he doesn't like mixing around his kids sometimes. So that might be a part of it. Not sure. Um, and obviously like, I, I don't think he had a specific office space yet. So maybe it was just like pragmatic how, it worked out. Um, but yeah, the point that he's trying to make, or, or I think is more important that it doesn't really matter. Like it sounds good enough. I mean, the car is totally absorptive other than the windows, which could be really bad. But the point is like, he still mixed huge records. Like he said, the, the Cardi B stuff, WAP, which was huge. And, uh, the Jack Harlow one. There's so many records I was mixing that spot and it's that's so Leslie. Like the so the so don't overthink it. We're going to make it sound good. Trust in yourself, trust in the system and and I mean those records sound great and nobody would ever know. It's almost like comical how how much <laughs> he doesn't overthink things. It it's it's beautiful. It's genius if I may say.
3: Yeah. No, I totally agree. I thought it was When I first saw this clip, I thought it was crazy. He said he took his focals and set them up in the car and his interface and everything and just mixed in the car. And I would, uh, you know, as a mastering engineer, I would never dare do such a thing.
0: (laughs) So it's funny because I think the reason why I like this and the reason why I like like him a lot is in the sense that like every engineer that knows what they're doing or talks about acoustic is going to be like, this is so wrong. But, do his records sound bad that That's what yeah. it comes down to absolutely, and so I'm sure that, yeah, it's not the ideal environment, but if we learn any from anything from this, it's we learn that we have no excuses. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think it's just an absolute awesome thing for him to do,
3: yeah, well, and I think one of my takeaways too from that is um, <clears throat> you know, kind of the importance of like training your ears and learning to trust your ears. You know, because obviously, like you said, the car might not be the ideal acoustic environment, but Leslie has trained his ears enough to the point where he can trust what he's hearing is good and he knows it's good and knows it can be a hit record. Um, And, you know, something that you and I have talked about before is just, sometimes people do car tests because that's where we listen to music most often. But, you know, maybe if we listen to music more often in our studio, then we kind of eliminate the need for the car test. And then we can trust our ears you know, no matter it is, no matter where it is that we're mixing our stuff. But anyway, I thought this was a super cool, uh, super cool little clip from Leslie. Uh, and then the next thing he talks about is he says even if I get a rough mix and the hi hats are blaringly loud, he said he tries to stick with the vibe of the rough mix that he got rather than change it uh, because you know if he changes what they've done. Even if the hi-hats are blaringly loud or something else is, you know, maybe kind of poking out, people have, you know, what we affectionately refer to as demoitis. <laughs> so they fall in love with the sound of their demo. And if you send it back to them sounding completely different, they might not like what you've done. And I have experienced this myself. Uh, sometimes I've done things that I thought objectively like, oh, well, objectively, this sounds better but it didn't really fit the vibe. So I'm curious, DK, what has your experience been with that when you get maybe a mix that's uh, a little out of balance and you've maybe changed it too much or or gone a little too far to where the client either has loved it or maybe not liked it as much?
0: Yeah, so sometimes it is demoitis, or or more importantly, let me just flat out say what it is, pride, right? Mm. Sometimes that they're just not willing to let go and, and they're so blinded. That um, they, they don't know what they want and they just want it to sound like what they made originally. Uh, I do think that that's actually lesser of the reason most of the time. We'll call it demoitis, but I think that's mostly for the engineers to feel like they're saving face, even though they're probably not. Oh. Um, I, I think what's happening most of the time is that, I mean, music is so subjective, right? Yeah. And at higher, especially at higher levels, the producers, the recording engineers, the artists themselves are doing things very intentionally. Like the tones of their vocals. Like if you've been in like these bigger like recording sessions, the artists will say, like, it's not weird for the artist to say take out more loads of my vocal and like they'll participate in the actual like not mix but um the production of the song. Mm. And I I think that whenever we say it's demo and just like that's it, like and leave it there, we're we're denying them that they have any sort of sense of ear or mm. intention. So I think it's a, it's a gentle balance here. Like I'm not saying that they don't have demoitis and they yeah. don't have yeah. pride, but I also don't want to deny them of their intentional moves that they make. So, for example, one of the, the one of the examples, specific examples that he gave when we were at mixed with masters is like Pharrell. Like imagine mixing a song for Pharrell, who is a producer songwriter, right, and amazing dude. And he gives you a record. If you changed it too much, do you think Pharrell would be upset? I mean, at his <laughs> level, he's probably doing everything on purpose, right? Yep. So it's like, that's kind of the balance is you got to be able to, you, ha- you have to have. So I think the big preface with this is having good communication with your client and knowing what their expectations are. Um, like, for example, I know through my communication, through my branding, through the expectations that I set with people that I work with, I'm a little bit more of an extreme mixture. I, I change things quite a bit. Mm. Um, and people know that when they come to me. And there are, and Leslie's more of what we call like a traditional mixer, or what I like to call a traditional mixer, which is uh, he doesn't change too too much. Like most mixers are like that. Manny and Serban as well. Um, the higher up you go, the less they do, and the more the recording engineer, the producers actually have a part in creating the sound. Yeah. Leslie does such a great job in making sure that the recording engineer is like fully credited and gets all the attention. He thanks them for doing most of the work. You know, um, and I think there's something beautiful about that. Is I think also we talk about how clients need to trust mix engineers, but I also think there's a balance of mix engineers need to trust their clients.
3: Mm, totally. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, every every artist, there was even a guy I met with this week that he just said, I know what I want it to sound like in my head. And you know they have a very clear vision for what they want. And so I totally agree with DK that there's a fine balance, that it's It's up to us to you know respect their vision as well as do what we think will also serve the song best yes and dk is raising his hand
0: (laughs) yeah so i think the point with this most importantly is not whether or not you change it or not or leave it kind of standard the way Mm. it sounds is is communication like with that client i wanted to sound like what it's like in my head like the only thing that you can do, and this is the most—I cannot stress this enough—the best thing that you could do is just sit down and communicate. I know some engineers, producers that will take their clients out to lunch if they can, and just talk about their influences and and just kind of figure out what they like. And that part of this, like that balance, I will say is is much based on the relationship and then communication. Um, and it's and it's also like hit or miss. Like so, there's some people that don't expect me to change so much. And I'm very fortunate and lucky if they voice it, right? Because I mean, if someone's not happy, I want them to voice it. Yeah. Uh, so then I could change it. But um, yeah, that's like, that's one of the things or it's, it's just a gentle balance. You got to figure it out. And sometimes people just won't like it no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just part of the game. That's part of the business.
3: That's true. That is part of the business. <laughs> so remember, communicate with your clients. That's number one, always. Make sure you communicate and you get everything, you know, you've got expectations set for yourself for them, and then uh, go forward from there. But uh, yeah, I, I'm super happy we got to talk with DK about this, you know, Leslie talking about his car mix, and then also, you know, staying to the vibe of the uh, the original rough mix. So do with that what you will. Uh, try mixing in your car time, maybe, maybe not depends (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) don't make any more excuses that's the big takeaway yeah (laughs) mix in the car if you have to
3: (laughs) yeah and then uh you know try to up your uh or make your make your communication with your clients better you know that's our challenge for this episode uh once again thank you guys so much for listening that's gonna do it for this time thanks so much to dk for being here uh everyone say thank you
0: yay thank you dk this is the crowd these are
3: the subscribers
0: Yeah, On yeah, yeah. to have the subscribers. We thank me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, DK is a busy guy, so we appreciate him taking his time out to uh to be with us. And uh, we obviously, what are you say... about,
0: bro, I have all the time in the world. No. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. Uh, I said, I need more time to cuddle with my kids. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, think about what you're doing. You're taking away time from his kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just guilt trip the
0: audience. <laughs> that's the How way to get dare more, you? That's the way to
3: get more subs. Guilt trip.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Now that was a really, really great clip from one episode. I'm going to roll another one right now so you can hear a different flavor with Just Brayden. Here it is. Roll the tape.
3: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I am your host. My name is Braden Flint. I am a professional mastering engineer. And DK and Lou have asked me to be the host of some exclusive content for subscribers. So first and foremost, thank you so much for your subscription to the Mixing Music Podcast. We really appreciate it and can't say thank you enough. As the host of this exclusive content, I will be taking you through clips of professionals in the industry, whether it's recording engineers, producers, mixing engineers, or mastering engineers and we're going to take a look at what they have to say about certain topics and then discuss it. So today, we're going to be taking a listen to a clip from Mike Bosey. Mike Bosey is a legendary mastering engineer. He has worked at Bernie Grundman Mastering Studios in the same room, on the same console, on the same speakers for over 25 years, so he knows what he's doing. He's got super trained ears, and he's a phenomenal mastering engineer. Uh, the clip that I chose is from his session with Mix With The Masters, where he goes over how he mastered Kendrick Lamar's song, Humble. And I think he brings up some really interesting points that I wanted to talk about. So let's take a listen to what mike has to
4: say so finally you know i'm I'm trying to keep kendrick competitive with everybody else in that genre and and a lot of that is just years of experience um and knowing how far i can push my console my equipment kendrick might not be as hot as certain things but for the style the way it was mixed i i get it as hot as i can as soon as i hear it crapping out if it sounds smeary if it if it sounds like it's It's pushed too hard. I'm backing down in half dB increments. And then every track after that um, throughout the album, you're trying to to maintain this equilibrium volume-wise between each track.
3: All right. So there are a couple things in that clip that Mike says that I find really interesting and that I really wanted to talk about because I really like what he says. The first thing he talks about – is um, knowing his board, knowing his equipment, knowing how hard he can push the music through what he's working on. That's the number one point I wanted to bring up, and I think that is crucial for not only mastering engineers, but mix engineers and uh, recording engineers, anyone. You need to know your gear. You need to know your tools. Know what you're working with. Know how hard you can push it. Know when you need to stop. Know when you need to back off. And I think that is like so crucial, and sometimes I think... We just overlook it. We whip out a plugin and we adjust a few settings and we mess with it and then "Ah, it sounds good and we move on. But I think we can really learn a lesson from Mike Bozzi here that we really need to know our equipment like, like the back of our hand. We need to know it inside and out so we know when to stop pushing it and how far we can push it. The second thing that he talks about that I find actually really fascinating is he says that Kendrick's masters might not be quite as loud as those that are out in the industry. He said they're competitively loud, but they might not be as loud as some other hip-hop artists, you know, kind of in Kendrick's genre. And with the whole like huge loudness wars battle and everyone wants their tracks louder and it's, it's all kind of subsided at this point, you know, but, um, with kind of all that going on, it's amazing to me to hear Mike Bosey just say, Kendrick's music might not be as loud. And he essentially says, and I'm okay with that. That's fine with me because Mike Bosey is doing what is right for the music. Okay. And sometimes pushing a song till it is blasted out of its mind, till you have shaved off all the transients just so you can get maybe one or two more dB, a couple more LUFS up on the scale, it's not worth it. you got to do what's right for the music. you got to make the music sound awesome. And in the video, you'll have to go check it out, but uh, Mike Bozzi talks about how involved Kendrick Lamar is in the process, even in mastering. And so I'm sure that Kendrick has a big say in that, is that it gets to a certain point where he does not want his music pushed any harder. And you even hear Mike Bozzi say, he says, if it gets to a certain point, I don't want to push it anymore. If I start to hear it smear, if I start to hear it do this, do that, then he backs it off." off and that's the third point I wanted to bring up as he says when he starts to hear these negative changes that he doesn't like in Kendrick's music he starts to back off in half db increments and honestly in my experience in mixing a track sometimes a half a db there half a db here doesn't make a huge difference but from a mastering perspective a half a db can change Everything, in my opinion, especially when using a limiter or trying to get volume out of something, pushing something just a half a dB more or pulling it back a half a dB could be the difference, in my opinion, between squashing a track and leaving the dynamics and the transients intact. There's been a couple times when I've pushed the gain up on a limiter and I just want to see what will happen I literally I do the same thing as Mike Bozy I go up in half dB increments and sometimes I go up a half a dB and the gain reduction that I'm getting on the limiter goes up by an entire dB or it goes up by a dB and a half just from pushing half a dB of gain into it and at the same time if I pull off a half a dB sometimes I get a full dB less of gain reduction so now you get more punch in the master you get more punch in the mix the transients are coming back the song is more full it's got more life in it and I just think it's incredible how much of a difference in mastering half dB increments can make. So just to kind of go over again what Mike Bozzi said, you know number one, know your equipment. Know how hard you can push your stuff. Like I said at the beginning, he's been working on the same console on the same speakers in the same room for 25 years, so he knows his gear intimately, and you and I should do the same, whether it's analog gear or whether it's plugins. We need to know our equipment. Number two, do what's right for the music. Just because it's a quieter master than something else that might be out there doesn't mean it's wrong. Kendrick Lamar's song, Humble, was massive. It was absolutely huge. And guess what? It wasn't as loud as some of the other masters in the industry. Because... It wasn't good for the music. So do what's right for the music. And then lastly, when you're in a mastering situation and you need to change things up a little bit, try boosting half a dB. Don't go up a full dB. Don't go up two dB. Or if you need to cut, try by, try cutting, excuse me, try cutting by half a dB. You know, make little subtle changes that can ultimately have big effects on the entire mix and master.
0: All right, so you can tell that these are actually really great episodes. Um. Once again, you go to mixandmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive or just go to the menu bar and click it. And... On this exclusive page, you can sign up. $4 a month. It'll unlock all the episodes. It might take a, due, a day or two to like officially unlock everything for everything to process. But it's really, really simple. All of that money goes towards creating more and more content. We're doing a lot better. We're trying to do way more with this stuff. Um, and more importantly the goal of everything, especially this micro-content, it's not to make money. Believe it or not, the music industry and the audience for people consuming this kind of content is very, 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 very small and hard to monetize. I'm trying to talk to a very small audience who is famously known for not having that much money. So it is. It's, if I was doing this for money, I'd be talking about anything else in any sort of platform, in any sort of capacity, but it's not. It's because I genuinely care about... Mixes and I'm I'm very passionate about mixing and about audio and I really genuinely care about you getting the best out of your because here's the thing I grew up being really insecure about my uh, techniques and my mixing skills and I later found out that it was total bullshit that I shouldn't overthink shit and the thing is no matter how much I tell you that you got to get to a certain point where you start to trust yourself. So I want you to kind of overcome yourself. I want you to be more confident. And I think the better and more competitive the music industry is and the audio engineering industry is the more money we can make together as a group and the more the better ones are going to show themselves the more uh, technology is going to be in place the more the economic system is going to improve around engineering so i think it's genuinely going to help everyone if there's more people competing and everybody got better and i think that the craft of making music itself will improve together as we work together so honestly i'm really in it for y'all um brayden any other things that you want to add to this
3: uh, I can add a testimonial that DK really is in it for y'all. Uh <laughs> and <laughs> DK's in it for y'all. That's <laughs> um no, I uh just from being friends with DK and like working with him on a professional level as well, he's incredibly giving. He's very like his mindset is all about like helping other people. And I don't just say that to like to DK's horn or to get people to subscribe to the podcast or whatever. Like he said, I mean, we're that not too. F- I
0: want people to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> I w- this is this is the point of it, you know, at yes. the same time.
3: <laughs> but please subscribe also. <laughs> you can tell DK's been doing the podcast for a long time. I haven't, so I'm doing I'm no, no. this. <laughs> but, uh, no, in all seriousness, DK is such a good dude. He's an awesome dad, he's an awesome husband, like awesome studio owner like and he really is just there to like help everybody and give um so please please subscribe, check it out, listen. I think it's going to be a lot of fun um just having recorded a couple episodes uh you know with DK. It's it's been a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, And I think you guys will hear that. I think you'll really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to do it. And I'm excited for everybody to listen and see what people think about it. So
0: there it is. So from now on, if you hear ads about this exclusive content, we're going to talk about exclusive content every single episode from now on. Now you know what the heck we're talking about. So one more time, that's MixedMusicPodcast.com backslash exclusive. And you get dozens and dozens of more hours of content every single oh. Not every single week. It'll probably, like, an hour, (laughs) maybe less than an hour of content extra every single week. But still, like, really good technical data. Um, And we'll be continuing this twice a week. We might ramp it up. If we have a lot of people that sign up, we might ramp up the production. And so... We're really excited to see how this goes. We're really thankful for anybody that does sign up and anybody that does listen to the podcast. Again, uh, th- we're right now recording this and we're hopefully we'll release this sometime in May. But we are planning on doing a mixing music podcast meetup at NAMM June 3rd, 4th, 5th, or whatever days it is. Um, Time, location, and specific date and information about that meetup for Mixing Music Podcast listeners at Nam will be on the Mixing Music Podcast Discord. You can join that Discord by going to MixingMusicPodcast.com. It's on the front page. So go ahead, join our Discord. We will talk about where we will meet up and we're going to have a good time. Maybe we'll take everybody out to lunch. I'm not sure what we're going to do still yet. but at least please stay tuned. I don't want to don't don't expect a lunch. Sorry. I wasn't trying to over. Daddy
3: Dollar DK over here. No, sorry.
0: <laughs> You're paying for your own lunch. I'm just setting up the oh, lunch. Oh, okay. Got it. What is this called? Swedish Swedish? Whatever. I don't know. Maybe I don't care. I don't wanna I don't, wanna, I don't want I don't want like 50 people to show up and now my bill's like a thousand dollars. I don't I <laughs> don't uh but um yeah so we're gonna think of something as well. But anyway, uh you want to sign us off, Brayden? Absolutely. Uh I need to come up with a signature
3: catchphrase, so for now, I'm going to use DK's. Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy.
0: Are you tired of using Google Drive or Dropbox to send files to clients? Well, never get burned again with FilePass. I love and use FilePass exclusively for sending files to my clients. It's a cloud file sharing website specifically made by engineers for engineers. It's absolutely amazing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash filepass to check out the full feature list and subscribe today. Never lose another dime to burned projects. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show.